ادب نمبر دس سالک کو چاہیے کہ لوگوں کی تعریف کرنے اور نیک کہنے سے مغرور نہ ہو بلکہ اسے آزمائے سمجھے ادب نمبر ٹین اے بیفٹس دا ٹریولر اینڈ سیکر آن دس پیتھ دیٹ ہی شوڈ ناٹ بیکم اوور جوائڈ ہی شوڈ ناٹ بیکم ڈسولوشن بائی دا پریسز آف ادر پیپل اور ون ادر پیپل کال ہم پائس اینڈ متقین بٹ رادر ہی شوڈ ویو دا اسٹیٹمنٹس آف آل سچ اسٹیٹمنٹس بائی پیپل ایز اے ٹیسٹ اینڈ اے ٹرائل اینڈ اے ٹریبولیشن وٹ ول ہیپن نارملی ون اے پرسن ٹریولس دس پیتھ is that they will change both in their zahir and in their batan. Sometimes somebody looking at their zahir may start to praise them, may start to call them muttaki, may start to call them pious. Somebody may also look at their batan and the person may have changed, may become better in character, may become softer in character, may become more noble in character. So at any point, any time anybody praises us, so the first thing we should remember is Alhamdulillahi Rambil Alameen. That all praises befit and are proper to Allah SWT alone. Allah SWT alone is worthy of praise itself. Praise itself befits Allah SWT alone. Second, we should think that this person is actually just praising Allah SWT's attribute of being a sattar, Yes, maybe this person may have noticed something about me. Some adherence to sunnah, some praying, some salah in jama'ah. But actually, if this person were even to know about one, forget all. If this person was even to come to learn about one of my sins, or one of my character flaws, if they could see in my heart the shahwat that I have, if they could see in my heart the ujub that I have, if they could see in my heart the hasad that I have, This person would not even bother to look in my direction. This person wouldn't even view my face to be worthy of his spit. This is why we should never get happy or pleased. Maghrur can mean, means number one, that you shouldn't become deluded. Deluded means that we shouldn't think that because somebody has praised us, indeed we are praiseworthy. We shouldn't think that because somebody has called us pious that we are indeed pious. Instead, what should we feel? We should view this as an asmaish, as a test from Allah SWT. So a person should then make dua when a person, anybody praises them, whether in front of them or they hear about it later or however it is, they should first praise, number one, praise Allah SWT. Number two, make dua to Allah SWT. Ya Allah SWT, make me according to the husnizan. Make me pious as they think me to be. Make me good as they think me to be. Ya Allah SWT, mujhe unkari. جو میرے بارے میں حسن ظن رکھتے ہیں مجھے ان کے حسن ظن کے مطابق بنا دیجیے is sick, has knee pain. And somebody tells them that, oh, you look like you have strong legs. It means nothing to that person because the person knows they have joint pain. It's because the person knows their haqiqat, their real halat. When a person says, it's not a true thing. He knows that he has knee pain. So a million people could say, 
that you have wonderful, strong, whatever legs, but he knows he has knee pain. A million people saying it wouldn't make any difference to him. But just like that, a person should feel about their spiritual quality. Once a wali was asked about what is ikhlas, and he said that ikhlas means to worship Allah subhanahu ta'ala the way that a shepherd prays to Allah subhanahu ta'ala in the middle of the flock of his sheep. So he doesn't think that any of his sheep are looking at him, or any of his sheep are going to praise him afterwards, or any of the sheep are going to tell other people later on that this person prayed in such a way. So how does that person pray when nobody is looking at them? How does that person worship Allah subhanahu ta'ala when only and only Allah subhanahu ta'ala is looking at them. And this is something that will continue all the way until a person passes away. In fact, the more and more a person progresses in their salub, the more and more people will start to praise them. The more and more a person progresses in salub, the more and more people will view them and think them to be pious. So the more and more they progress in salub, the more they need to keep this other bin to account. Adam number 11. Salik apne aap ko tamam makhluk se kam tak aur hakir samjhe kyunki makhluk ki batni khubiyon se ye aaga nahi. Adam number 11. It befits the traveler on this path and the seeker of the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he should view himself as lower and as less than all of creation. Why? Because he has no idea and he is not aware of the inner state of any member of creation. So first thing is that Hazrat Ashraf Ali Tanwari Mullah once told his Muridin the same thing. And so one Muridin said that, okay Hazrat, I can understand how I should view myself as worse than my fellow Muslims. But makhluk means I should view myself as even worse than the non-Muslims. So he said, yes, you should view yourself as even worse than the non-Muslims. Why? You should view yourself as lower than the Muslims bil fail and you should view yourself as lower than the non-Muslims bil ihtimal. What does that mean? That this non-Muslim, this kafir, mushrik, atheist, polytheist, if between now and when they die, I have no idea whether they're going to accept iman or not. And there's a good chance that if this person was to accept iman, then as a convert Muslim, they would have more jazbah in their iman they would do more qadr of their iman. They would actually die in a state that is better than the state that I will die in. So, bil ihtimal means potentially they have the potential to be better than me. And similarly, one can think that way about non-practicing Muslims, that they don't know what I know. They have not sat with ulama, they have not sat with mashayikh, they have not had a chance to study ilm of deen, they have never had a majlis, they have never had a bayan. If they knew what I knew, if they had the ilm and the sohbat that I had, they would be infinitely better than me. So that means I am worse than them, because they actually would do more qadr of what I have. And as far as practicing Muslims go, as far as practicing Muslims go, they should view themselves as less than practicing Muslims, even if we may think that we are better in some way, because we should have a feeling that we have no idea that person may have more taqwa than me, that person may be more regular in the hajjah than me, 
that person may have more ikhlas than me, that person may have more sabr and shukr than me, that person may have more love for Allah SWT than me, that person may have more love for Sayyidina Rasulullah than me, that person may have more tawakkul than me, I'm not able to see it. I have no way of knowing what feeling they have. I can't see inside of them. So this is how a person should think. So they should think that they have, they're better than me on the inside. I may be outwardly more adhering to the sunnah, but they may actually have more of the sunnah kifiyat than me. I may be outwardly doing ibadah, but they may have inwardly more the feeling of ubudiyah than me, of abdiyat than me. And third, last thing is makhluk, even means other than insan. So that you can think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran al-Kareem, and we do those ayat with you in the earth of Seer, that even the rocks and boulders fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and sometimes they tremble and they fall down out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's in Quran. And think that even the rocks are better than me, I've never felt unconscious out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've never even felt faint out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The rocks even are falling down out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it comes in Quran that all of makhluk, all of creation does the tasbih and hamd and zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always. They're never ghafil. Whereas me, many times I'm ghafil. So actually all of makhluk is better than me. If a person thinks like this, then they will not have the sins of ujub and kibr and takabur. They will not fall prey to vanity, conceit, pride, and arrogance. Adam number one. Salik agar koi na shaista kaam kar bethe, to apne nafs ko saza de, maslan uski marhubat rok lai, aur is usse mujahada wa mushakkat me dalai. Adam number twelve. If the Salik happens to commit something inappropriate, inappropriate or outright forbidden in deen and sharia, <coughs> then he should reprimand and punish his nafs. For example, he should stop and prevent his nafs from doing things that pleases his nafs. And he should make his nafs engage in difficult mujahida. What does that mean? So that means actually when a person commits a sin that is due to the nafs, nafs can, it doesn't just mean lust, Nafs means laziness, nafs means ghaflat, nafs means lust, nafs means greed, nafs means arrogance. All of these things are the nafs. And if a person falls into a sin because of their nafs, now how does nafs mean that a nafs had a desire? Due to some desire, due to some pleasure, the person left the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and engaged in something that was inappropriate and impermissible for him to do. So after that, then a person should punish their nafs. Number one method of punishing their nafs was to stop it from its marhubat. So what does it mean that next time, for example, the Mashaikh would say that next time they felt like cold water, they wouldn't let themselves drink cold water. What something, anything that the nafs wanted, the nafs wanted to go out or eat a particular thing or to drink something, so to stop the nafs from doing that. So to punish one's nafs, just like sometimes people will in tarbiyat reprimand their children, put their children in detention, stop their children from going to their friends' places, stop their playtime. It shouldn't be too soft on the children. 
तरबियत करनी पड़ती है बिगड़ जाते हैं वो जज्बात में जो होता है ना वो भी तरबियत नहीं होता है वो जज्बा होता है वो तरबियत नहीं होता है वो जज्बा होता है राइट यू शुड थिंक समथिंग दैट द नफ्स वांट्स दैट आई कैन पनिश द नफ्स विदाउट मेकिंग माय सेल्फ टू वीक फॉर इबादत विदाउट मेकिंग माय सेल्फ परमानेंटली फील राइट वंस देयर वाज अ पर्सन ही इन ऑर्डर टू डिसिप्लिन हिज नफ्स एज अ रियल पर्सन इन आवर जमात ही वेंट एंड शेव्ड हिज हेड अब एक जज्बा की बात था अब एक नया आजमाइश में आ गया ऑल द टाइम बिकॉज वन यू शेव योर हैड तो वो फॉरन बाल तो वापस नहीं आते ऑल द टाइम यू वॉज ऑलवेज थिंकिंग माशा लुक इट मी आई सेव माई हैड राइट डिफीट माई नफ्स अब ये एक नया चीज में पड़ गया नाउ ही इज प्रेजिंग टाइम थिंकिंग लुक कितना जबरदस्त चीज हो फिर लोग भी कह रहे हैं उसको राइट आपने तो हलक कर लिया उसने कहा मैंने हलक कर लिया राइट एक तमाशा बन गया नए तमाशा So you should discipline the nafs not in a visible way, and not in a way that it weakens you for ibadah. One example of this is another way that you can say tonight shaista is a particular phrase in Urdu. It doesn't just mean impermissible; it can also mean inappropriate, and it can also mean insufficient. In this sense, for example, a person doesn't do their mamulat, so a person can punish their nafs in this way that okay, I won't let myself eat dinner. Until I do my zikr for that day, I go to one day. Come asla. Let's make sure there's nothing you can show off to anybody. Nobody will know that next day you show up, and they have no idea knowing that you delayed your dinner by one hour so that you did your mamulat. So that when the nafs feels hungry, you tell it that you can't eat your food because you haven't fed your ruh. This is the type of way that a person should punish their nafs and reprimand their nafs. Second thing was urusay mujahid aur mushakkat mein dal. That means, for example, to say, okay, every time I commit this sin, I'll pray ten nafil. Every time I commit such such sin, I'll do one nafil fast. And if you know, if you hold yourself to it, and you can't say that and then not do it, then it won't have any effect on the nafs. But when you do it, so the first time you do that sin, you make yourself pray ten nafil. It'll become more difficult to do that sin again. Once you do that sin and you do it in a full fast, then it'll be more difficult to do that sin. This is what it means to put it in mushakat and mujahida. Within reason, few nafil salah, one nafil fast, few rakats of nafil salah, few rupees of sadka, something small, something that you can maintain as a punishment, something the nafs knows and is not a jazba. Jazba me kya dechha dobara guna karunga to ek saar rakat nafil paranga. Maybe you will do that the first time you do that sin. You won't be able to do that every time you do that sin. But you have to give yourself some punishment that the nafs knows. So same thing. If you tell your kid, okay, if you make this mistake, I will give you detention for ten hours. The kid knows there's no way it's going to be ten hours. Within ten minutes, you're going to let them out. But if you tell them a punishment that they that you actually stick to it, and they know you can do that every time, 
Then they, they will learn. They will learn. You tell them, okay, for 20 minutes you're going to have to do this. And you actually make them do it for 20 minutes. Then they'll learn next time. They know now that this is a punishment that can actually be applied on me. Can actually be applied on me. This is how a person has to discipline their nafs. Hacham Mushakil Mujahid doesn't mean that, okay, I'll make myself stay up all night. Stay up all night will weaken you, will make you sleep all day. You may not even be able to stay up all night. You may fall asleep before Fajr and miss Fajr. So don't put yourself in that type of mushakkat and mujahada that weakens your ability to do ibadah. 